Welcome to the Speak In Flow podcast. Let's unleash your leadership voice. Listen in to the untold stories of high-performing leaders where they will reveal their golden takeaways to help you become fearless communicators and fast-track your career. Join us for the journey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Speak and Flow podcast. I'm so pleased to introduce to you today, Darcelle Lobo. She is the founder of Dahl Law, Law Firm in Seattle, Washington area. She's an attorney for families, helping them to plan for their financial future, um, everything from stopping bankruptcy to foreclosure. Uh, she also is a coach for lawyers who are starting their law practice and finding that it seems almost um, exhausting, overwhelming to do both law and also raising a family. And so I brought her here today because I, I know she has such incredible wisdom and insight um, to share with us regarding how we should can set boundaries when it comes to uh, both our work and families and how we communicate that. And so welcome, Darcel. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Well, let's just jump right in. I Let's tell the audience, I, I'm so fascinated by your story and I think it's inspiring. So can you share about your journey? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give a, a very short overview. So I've been an attorney for 15 years. Uh, back in 2016, I opened my own law firm after you know, considering it for quite a few years, not sure how to navigate that. I had two small children and just trying to figure out what was next for me in my career because I was in a place I was just very unhappy um, with. So went out on my own in 2016, have never looked back, so glad that I did. But after doing so, I spent quite a bit of time mentoring and consulting other lawyers who were maybe in similar situations who wanted to open their own law firm or improve their law firms, but really struggling with the juggling act of um, their personal lives and their professional lives and dealing with burnout and, you know, just a lot that comes with the running of a business and being a lawyer. And so I really help lawyers kind of bring that all together to have a happier life and a happier law firm. Yeah. I mean, they don't teach that in law school, right? No. <laughs> personal aspects of it. And and the many and uh, our audience here is you and the, they're corporate. And so even if whether it's a law firm or whether you're running your own business in some other type of industry or area, it's like, how do we balance both, right? We spend so much time in our work, but then we also have this huge other part personal area that also we want to be a part of and want to be present to. So um, thank you so much for, yeah, like bringing that together for us. Like yeah. Creating both of it. And so, so when, um, what have you found? Like, what are some of the um, challenges that you see? Why is it so difficult for us to separate the two or bring it together? I want to say. Well, you know, I think a lot of it is that we have, we're wearing a lot of hats, no matter whether you're a lawyer or corporate or, you know, whatever kind of professional you are, we wear so many hats and we're trying to do everything all the yeah. time and please yeah. everyone at the same time. And, yeah. and we just, we can't. And I think being okay with that and knowing that you can't be everything to everyone all the time. There has to be some some give and take there. There have to be boundaries with yourself, with your clients, with your family. And I have, you know, my children are a little bit older now. They're 11 and 13, but with them, with my spouse. And so learning how to, 
identify those boundaries, assert those boundaries. And I think the biggest key when talking about boundaries is respecting your own boundaries. The boundaries are for you to where you say like, okay, if this such and such happens, this is going to be my response. This is what I am or am not going to do. And respecting that for yourself is really the biggest lesson learned um, in setting boundaries and, and respecting them, I feel like. And how did you help yourself or how, how do you help your clients identify those boundaries? Well, I learned the hard way. And so, you know, <laughs> and so I find myself here, you know, talking to to my clients that I'm coaching with on, on how to identify those. So we really look at what are their priorities? What's important for them? And for a lot of my clients, you know, themselves, they put themselves on the back burner so many times. And I genuinely believe that, you know, how can we be that, you know, the best spouse we can be, the best mother we can be, the best, you know, lawyer or whatever your profession is, if we're not taking care of ourselves first. So I really sit with my clients and kind of look through what, you know, what's important with them, what's their priority, and then where do we need to set those boundaries? Where are we finding that, you know, there's a lot of time being wasted, we're not productive, we're not efficient. So identifying those problem areas and coming up with boundaries for the client that works best for them and that they're going to honor and respect also. I can't come up with boundaries for them because right. what's a boundary for me, right? It's not going to be a best boundary for someone else. So I work with them to figure out what's best for them and then to really help them be accountable to themselves. Right, right. I so agree with that. I'm going to pause it right here because my battery is about to run. Oh, no. Thank goodness for editing capabilities. This is the type of morning that I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My, my, my nose is getting clear. I oh, God. Like, wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. So, okay, we're talking about the boundaries and how they need to set it for themselves. Okay. So yeah. I do have a question. You mentioned that you you found it out the hard way. What 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 happened? What was the symptom that told you? that, that we can all potentially avoid, like, you don't want to wait till this moment. Right. Say. Right. I think for me, it was kind of a gradual progression of things, mm -hmm. but I think, you know, the burnout feeling like I was always kind of on edge with, you know, my family, with clients and always kind of like, you know, being snappy with people, yeah. with, which, you know, like really wasn't justifiable, but like in my own head, I was just, I was always on edge. I always had, you know, just a lot riding on me. Um, you know, I know for me just being really unhappy, which isn't my normal self. Right. Um, and so, you know, a, a lot of unhappiness, a lot of burnout, a lot of frustration. Um, and also just in my personal journey, there was a couple of years there where I put on about 50 pounds mm -hmm. um, from like 20, you know, 2019 to 2021. Um, put on about 50 pounds. And I, I really believe that I was just kind of eating the feelings, eating the emotions to be able to numb them and avoid them. Um, for some clients, it might be, you know, a lot of shopping, a lot of online distractions, um, whether it's an increased alcohol consumption. So there's different ways that we, you know, deal with those, you know, feelings and emotions and the burnout. And so, um, identifying what those are for you, what the triggers are for you, um, and then taking action to kind of reel it back in. 
Um, and so I spent the past two years losing about 60 pounds of not just weight, but like mental weight. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so, so much sense. Like we're not giving ourselves what we really want or need. Right. We're medicating. We're finding yep. different ways to medicate. Yes. Yes. And so it's, it's, you know, trying to numb those feelings with, with other things yeah. versus just addressing the underlying issues. Cause that's hard. It's right. hard to address the underlying issues and take a look inwards and kind of identify where things aren't going very well for yourself. That, that's a hard conversation to have. Right, right. And, uh, you know, looking for someone like you or somebody to support you th uh, with that through that journey. Yeah, yeah. And, and, with, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, and I think having someone, you know, in your corner, especially, you know, for me in my profession, like, I bring a, a firsthand experience or an empathy for a lot right. of my clients as a lawyer, a law firm owner, and a mother myself. Like, so to help my clients kind of reel things back in before it gets that far, right? Before we get so far off track or derailed to kind of help them stay on track in the first place. It's really, you know, what, what I hope to do with my practice. So how do you communicate that? I mean, you have so many, you're still wearing all these different hats. Yeah. <laughs> and what are your um, suggestions for communicating once you've had these boundaries identified? What are your priorities? What are some suggestions that you have to communicate that to? Oh, you have one person, A, person B, they both want you at the same time. Like, what are the best ways that you communicate or approaches? So it depends on, for me, the, the underlying issue that we're dealing with. Like for an example, I would say like, you know, for time management, I'm a true believer in blocking out your calendar um, and to, you know, focus on, you know, individual tasks at a time. So like in my law practice, I only see clients about two days a week. You know, um, you know, I'm very firm on my schedule. I don't see clients on Fridays. I don't see clients on, you know, Wednesdays. Law firm clients are really Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and that is a pretty set in stone with my team. Um, you know, there's some things I can control, like a court hearing, right? But to the extent that I can control things, I'm very protective of my time and when I do things. And so, you know, for, for me and my team, it's, you know, knowing, you know, when I'll see clients, when am I doing legal work? When am I doing, you know, the HR side of things? When am I running the business side of things? And so, you know, there's different time blocks in my calendar that I'm very protective of, but I have to be in right. order to have my practice, and my personal life, um, to be able to juggle those. I, I can't just take client calls at any time of day. They have to be scheduled beforehand. And so it's even just small things like that, as far as not taking unscheduled phone calls um, to help protect your time. So I think it depends on what the issue is that we're talking about and identifying how to protect that. And then you do have to be able to vocalize that to those around you that, you know, um, you know, whatever that boundary is, whether it's you're, you're protecting your time, whether it's, you know, with work or personal life, um, identifying those boundaries and then being very clear and then being comfortable saying them and honoring them. That was a yeah. really long answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I think it was really clear. I, I yeah, no, it's true. Um, it, the block time is so critical because yeah. then you can, and you said, I like the word protective because it's just, you're, you're protecting that time. And it's not because you're protect. It is, but it all integrates. Because you're protecting mm -hmm. this time at work so that you could also protect the time that you have with your family. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, right. Um, and so, yeah, when I have, you know, a two hour time block to get legal work done, I'm not answering phone calls. I'm not checking emails. I'm not on social. Like I'm not doing these other distractions because I can get a lot done. If I have a two hour block to get my legal work done, I can get a lot done if I just focus on that task at hand and not have all the distractions. And so it allows me to, you know, leave the office at noon on a Friday. Right. And it allows me to go to my daughter's Girl Scouts, my son's basketball games, and to do these things because I'm very disciplined about how I manage my time. Yeah. Do you, And do you coach people on how to commute? What if they have a difficult time on, on breaking the news to somebody? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that requires us to kind of delve deeper on, as to why it's so hard, right? Yeah. You know, for that individual person, what what is it about that conversation that that is so hard? Is it about a particular person that you can't communicate, you know, well with? Is it the people pleasing aspect? Is it, you know, so, so what is the underlying issue behind the why it's so hard? And just because we have boundaries and we say no, it doesn't mean that we're being rude. It doesn't mean that we're, you know, being, you know, mean or, or anything and how we communicate. It's just, you know, I can't do this right now, but here's what I can do it. I'd be happy to help you, you know, or whatever the conversation needs to be, but it doesn't have to be a negative conversation. I think for a lot of times, my clients, there's a negative connotation to having right. boundaries and saying no. Um, but I think, you know, protecting, you know, your time for yourself, so like you can in turn get all the things done that you need to get done. I don't see that as a negative at all. Right. Right. Especially if we know the why, why right. behind it. Right. I, right. I remember the, yeah. like justifying a lot. No, because I have to do this. And, and I'll think yeah. a lot. you know, justifying, giving so many explanations. Right. Right. And, you know, I, you hear that, you know, no is a complete sentence. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I've had to learn that. I'm still learning that. I'm still practicing that. Right, 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 right. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that, you know, I think everybody, you know, needs, you know, help with and kind of navigating and getting comfortable, um, yes. especially if you come from, you know, a background or a childhood where, you know, you didn't say no, and you, yeah. you know, did say yes, and you were a people pleaser, and you didn't want to disappoint. So to now be told that you should say no, is like, you feel bad for it, you know, you, like, it's a negative thing, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be. Right. And it's not because otherwise, I mean, we, it doesn't do it us, me, them any good. If I keep on saying yes to everybody yeah. or yes to them. And right. Or even worse, you say yes, then you can't deliver. It. Yeah. Right. You you right. can't deliver. You you're, you're late with meeting your deadlines. Yeah. You end up missing your, your son's, you know, basketball game or whatever it is, because you've overextended yourself. Like that's so much worse to, tell the person yes to promise something and then you can't deliver like that feels right. worse to me I'd rather be honest and right. saying that you know I can't do so you know right now but how's this date how's this time you know or right. or whatever the conversation needs to be and to be right. honest with yourself and with the person right right and it can't just be a no not right now right like yeah maybe later on another date right Right. The, like you said, people have, uh, people, I think people respect it more when you could give them another date or yeah. It's yeah and and also like you're, when you're able to keep your word, right. If you're yeah. disappointing someone, if you're not right. keeping your own commitments or not in the time frame that you've agreed to, you know, you're disappointing them and you, right. right? I mean, you're, you're not developing a very good re reputation for yourself either. Uh -huh. Right. And so, um, I think being able to be honest with yourself and with them 
And then right. to be able to deliver, you know, on time, as you said you would, um, right. I think it just goes a lot further. Yeah, totally. Do you have yeah. a client story that you could share or some uh, someone that you supported and what was the result? Um, goodness, you know, when my clients come to me, it's, you know, it's predominantly as lawyers that I work with who, right. you know, do have their own law firms. Um, you know, and for, you know, one client in particular that I worked with recently, it was about her, um, her fees, um, and not feeling, you know, worthy of charging what she was worth, always discounting her fees, writing down her fees under billing. And, you know, when we first started, it was, okay, we need to get to the root as to why. Why do you feel bad about earning, you know, what you're worth and look at the value you deliver and, and the legal service that she provided. It was such a value to her clients and her clients weren't complaining about her, her bills and her, her, um, her fees. It was, she had this internal guilt that we had to kind of work through and, and un, unpack, you know, and really focus on the value that she's delivering to her clients. And that was really a roadblock for her. And she was kind of plateaued and her firm at her income level because she just couldn't get out of her own way. It was nobody else telling her that her fees were too high or that she needed to reduce her fees. It was herself and her own way. And some, I think for a lot of my clients, you know, issues that they come to me with, it's they're in their own way. It's not anyone else a lot of times. And, you know, for oh, myself yeah. also, right? right? It's, you know, right. that internal voice in your head, the fear, the imposter syndrome, um, whatever, you know, emotion that is attached to it. It's like, okay, how can we unpack that to help you get to where you want to go in that next step? And so that's kind of an example of something that I would help a client, you know, work with in their law firm um, or, you know, kind of time management, productivity, improving systems and processes in your firm, um, helping them increase their bottom line to be more profitable in their law firms are kind of things that, that I see a lot. And a lot of times those conversations we start with the professional issue, but there's usually some personal issues that it, it all kind of comes together, right? I mean, they're not they're they're not isolated, right? Uh -huh. And so usually it all kind of ties together. So we start with this professional issue, and then we kind of are unpacking some you know personal issues or internal you know baggage that they're having to help them have a you know a happier life and a happier law firm, which is really my goal for my clients. Right, because you're you're about their outcome, and if you're and the results, and and yeah. usually. Um, to change the result, we have to go inward. We have to go to the yeah. We have to do some cleanup work usually. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But that's where the real result happens—the sustainable ones. Yeah, I think you know when we, when we do that work, you know, the client is you know coming, you know, is coming from internal, yes. right? So I'm helping them find it from inside and to bring it out of them, right. you know, and so. Um, and there's some things where I can tell my client, okay, you know, you should do this, this, and this, you know, as far as their law firms. But I think the real magic happens and the real long-term change happens when I help them find the answers from within. Most of my clients know what they need to do. I just have to help them bring it out and then help them be accountable to themselves to right. make sure the change actually happens. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And 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 it is. I mean, accountability is so key, especially because otherwise they would have done it a while ago. But it's right. hard doing this internal work to create a different outcome. You, we need accountability. Someone to just be there for us, especially when we want to retreat back or we want to yeah, go back to our old pattern. Yeah. And especially um, when my client is like 
they're so busy putting out the fires every yes. day yeah. that yeah. doing this, you know, cleanup internal work, which will be better for them in the long run, but in the immediate day to day is not the priority. So I help them to make it a priority in their lives so we can have those long-term change, changes for the better that they're looking for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to do the same thing right now. <laughs> if you're on my YouTube channel, you can see that I'm a little stuffy and a little, <laughs> but because I love you all so much, I'm, I work through this. I wanted to be with Darcel today to be on this. I think this was an amazing, lots of insight on this uh, episode for, especially for us busy folks who are trying to manage both our professional life and our personal life. So many gold nuggets. Thank you so much, Darcel, for sharing these pieces, your experiences, and what you can do for your clients. How can people find you, uh, whether it's for your attorney services or coaching? Yeah. So my coaching website is dalcoaching.com, D-A-L-coaching.com. Um, or on LinkedIn, I'm at Darcel Lobo. I'm, I think I'm the only Darcel Lobo on LinkedIn. So oh, I should be wow, pretty easy to so cool. <laughs> Wow. Um, and so, yeah, so yeah, LinkedIn, um, you know, Darcel Lobo or dowcoaching.com. I have some free resources on my website about managing okay. your time and how to run your business, um, more efficiently. Um, and then also I have a free daily planner on the website as well. So a few freebies on the website. So I would love to, you know, grab a freebie and if I can be of help to you, feel free to reach out. Great. Reach out, grab those freebies, get the resources. And thank you so much, Darcel. Appreciate your time and your experience and sharing what your, you know, your wisdom with us. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. And I'm going to yeah. do some self-care. See there you all. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for joining the conversation today. Are you curious on how you measure up with your ability to speak in flow? Come grab my free self-assessment at speakinflow.com forward slash assessment. This assessment only takes a couple minutes to fill out. You will get your results within five minutes. See how you measure up with your ability to speak in flow and an unshakable confidence. Take the assessment, click on the link in the comments, and I'll see you on the other side.